Welcome to Choose to Become, a podcast about discovering yourself, cultivating self-love, and choosing to do the work to become the very best version of you. I'm your host, Lindsay Casey, and I'm so excited that you're here. On this show, we talk about all the things. We talk about self-development, healing, and just basically creating a life that we love. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, welcome back. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Choose to Become. We have a very special episode for you today. It's all about how to incorporate mindfulness into your daily life. So I have five tips for you on how to incorporate this into your daily life. So let's start here. If you're sitting down or if you're standing up multitasking, pause for a second, close your eyes if you can, If you can't, obviously leave them open, but take a full breath in and then exhale. All right. Now you can take as many of those as you would like. That's actually technically meditation if you take a conscious focused breath. So let's dive in, shall we? So why is, let's talk about why it's important to even incorporate mindfulness into our daily life, right? I mean, It's important. We hear a lot about it. And it's more than just yoga and meditation, which of course we'll discuss. But mindfulness really means what it sounds like. Being mindful, being fully present and engrossed in what you're doing in the moment. So, you know, myself, super guilty of being a multitasker. You know, it's really hard not to be these days. There's so much happening, you know, working, all the things, right? We're all adults here. So it's even more important for us to take time in our day to really drop into ourselves, to really be mindful of what we're doing, because that's actually slowing down our heart rate. That's actually calming down our nervous system. And it can be a lot of different things. So I'm going to give you five today. Number one is morning meditation or breath work, really just sitting with yourself in the morning. So meditation, again, that can bring up different feelings for people. But really meditation is just sitting down in a quiet place with no distractions. And I say no distractions that you can control. So your cell phone, put it on airplane mode, you know, set a timer so that you're not constantly looking at your phone, set a timer, sit down and just breathe. So sit down, close the eyes, closing the eyes will help leave out the external world. So it makes it easier to drop into that external space. So closing the eyes really rooting down through the sit bones and focusing on your breath for a while, taking some full, complete breaths. Think about how you breathe throughout the day. You don't, right? I don't. When I did my yoga teacher training in 2016, I was blown away to realize when I really started to consciously watch my breath for the first time in my life, holy shit, my breath was so shallow And I was like, no wonder why I'm in this state of like fight or flight a lot because I'm fucking panting, right? Like I'm breathing as if I'm running from something to an extent, but nothing's happening. So slowing down the breath, learning how to do that has really helped me with my anxiety. Number two, (laughs) mindful eating. So finding a nourishing or favorite meal. And then being completely focused on the experience of eating that meal. Think about when you eat. Or maybe you don't. So this is a great episode to really help you kind of notice, wow, I'm just kind of rolling through life blindly and not really pausing to take in what I'm doing. So mindful eating. The next time you are having your favorite meal 
or having a nice meal outside or even just a fucking meal by yourself if you're a parent. I want you to sit down with that. I want you to really observe the plate before you eat it. I want you to take that first bite and really close the eyes. Again, leave out that external world. Close the eyes and really drop into what you're eating. What is the flavor? What is the texture? Is it crunchy? Is it sweet? Right? Like, you know, really be there with your meal. Really be in that space of slowing down, chewing the food all the way before swallowing it. Really experiencing that entire meal without it being oh, I'm just eating this really fast, but really mentally I'm on the next thing or I'm on the thing that happened previously. I don't even know what the fuck I'm eating, right? Like we're just eating to eat. So that's another one. Number three, one of my favorites. If I'm in a bad space, this is something I know to go and take my butt out and do. So number three is walking in nature. So this is going to help you with mindfulness in the way that being outside, I think for me just automatically takes me into a better space. The beauty of the outdoors, it's just natural outside. Like it just feels better to be outside, especially if you're feeling trapped or anxious. Being outside is getting more space basically. So I was, I'm kind of hesitating because I was thinking about a conversation that I had and I got some really good news um, last week and I had to go outside because I felt like I needed more space. Um, So it's not always when you're in a bad space, but it's something that you can do proactively to really amp up your mindfulness practice. Go outside, take a walk. Don't take your fucking phone. Don't take your phone. Leave your phone inside whatever, in the car, wherever, and go for a walk and just observe everything around you. Really be mindful. So you're not using this walk as a way to mull over all the shit that's going wrong in your life. You're using this walk in nature for mindfulness, to drop into that external space, to come out of the craziness of the world, right? There's so much shit in our face. So go outside, take a walk, look around, notice the trees that you see. What are the animals that you see? start to notice those kind of things whatever you your mind kind of latches onto of things that your mind notices start to observe those things and really experience the beauty of outside number four witnessing your feelings so this is a big one this is good for i mean really just cultivating emotional intelligence but it's also a great way to drop into mindfulness When we can objectively witness our emotions, it's also a way to really incorporate mindfulness. So, you know, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be when you're in a bad space. It can be any emotions that you feel. And what I like to do is when I feel like my emotions shift a little bit, I like to kind of pause and pull out of, not pull out of life, but like pull out of like the situation that I'm in emotionally and look at how I'm feeling, kind of look at what shifted externally that maybe created the internal shift. Um, but it off, it helps me a lot with being mindful of the exact moment that we're in, as well as the bonus points of it helps me cultivate emotional intelligence because now I understand certain things are going to take me to certain places emotionally. So if I can pause and be more mindful more often, then I can have less freak out moments. And don't we love that for us? All right. And last but not least, we have number five. And I'm, if you haven't guessed already, it's yoga. 
Yoga. I realized I don't talk a lot about yoga on my podcast. It's really geared towards self-development, yet yoga has been such a doorway into self-discovery for me. So I'm going to have to bring that in more. So number five is yoga. And before you say, I don't do yoga or I'm not flexible, please stop. And, you know, know that that's a misconception. But the biggest thing that I tell students when I'm teaching my classes, when we're going from pose to pose, is when we get to a new pose, let's say warrior two, right? We get to warrior two, we build the pose from the ground up, and then when we're in the pose, I like to invite students to look at, okay, how does it feel to be in this pose? I'll often ask them to close their eyes because that helps to drop in and then, you know, just have them breathe into the pose. How does it feel to be in the pose? Where are you feeling the stretch in this pose? Where does your mind go in this pose? Notice where your mind goes when you get to a pose that's new to you. You know, for me, what, and I talk about this a lot in the book is, you know, for me, when I started doing yoga, I started doing it at home, watching YouTube by myself because I was too embarrassed and couldn't afford to go to a yoga studio, but I really wanted to practice. And for me, the biggest thing, even though like I fucked up regularly, like I didn't get my breathing right all the time, you know, I would fall out of certain poses and get frustrated. But what I did notice over time was that observer mentality where I would be in the pose and over after trying this pose you know for however many times I would start to notice the thoughts soften I would start to notice that but I would notice in the harder poses I would be judging myself so notice that notice that in a way of not oh I'm doing it wrong but just oh that's a pattern of my mind that I should probably work on because I'm not bad at this, I'm new at this. So notice those little nuances, you know, when you're in the pose, or especially in the seated part. So if you've ever taken a class, you know, the beginning and end is usually sort of a meditative space where you're sitting or laying or in a, you know, yin or restorative pose. But that part of the class, when I first started yoga, that was when my mind was like, what the fuck? Like sitting in quiet and really just being with myself was like such a crazy idea and so uncomfortable initially and it was because I had a lot there that I needed to heal that I hadn't looked at and so I was like resisting it I don't know if that makes sense so you know if you feel resistant to an idea to the idea of yoga then I would suggest that you try it and explore it you know and it can be any real you know physical movement running sometimes can be meditative for me so but I invite you to try yoga I invite you to go onto YouTube and find any free beginner yoga video and do a 5 10 15 minute one try it out do it a few times and then see how you feel I bet you feel better that's it that's really all I had for you today I wanted to share with you some of the things that I use for mindfulness You know, it's so important that we incorporate this into our day-to-day. We spend so much time looking at the external. We spend so much time, you know, serving other people and helping other people and thinking about other people that we don't put enough time in to thinking about ourselves, checking in with ourselves, 
really being present in the moment, which is gonna help us flow through life more smoothly. So take that time, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be this big long hour thing. Find little pockets in your day that you can incorporate mindfulness and I guarantee you will feel calmer more and more of the time. Yeah. All right. All the things. Follow me on Instagram at Lindsay Casey. The book is out, y'all. Choose to become the book is out. It's available online at barnesandnobles.com, target.com, amazon.com. It's available in ebook version on Kindle, Amazon. It's on Google Books, Book Depository. It's pretty much everywhere. So, you know, it's a great book. I'd love for you to read it. And yeah. I just love you. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.